welcome back or welcome to the Power Hour podcast. I am your host, Wendy Silver. The Power Hour podcast is a podcast for women who are striving and thriving in their quest to do it all. That's actually what we're talking about today. Doing it all as if that's even possible. And I had thought for a while about wanting to make sure that I talked to this topic kind of early in the tenure of this podcast because I I even debated whether or not it was an appropriate tagline, right? Do it, doing it all. Because that's just crazy, unrealistic. And I think that's part of why things can be so challenging for women and moms. And so I wanted to just share my thoughts about this concept of doing it all um, and and just provide some context for it as we kind of go through, you know, more episodes of the Power Hour podcast. Um, you know, I recently, I, and, and so I also wanted to do this sooner rather than later because in the midst of this pandemic, doing it all has actually brought on a whole new meaning right now on top of you know work and career and child uh, care responsibilities and household responsibilities now we're teachers and you know everything that we've done before is just magnified tenfold and so i wanted to talk to this issue now i also uh, happened to have seen over the weekend a article. It was an article online by Working Mother. And the, the headline was, Working Moms Will Be Disproportionately Screwed When the Crisis Is Over. We will start fewer businesses and turn down ambitious opportunities and job offers because we can't do it all. Well, so here's the thing. We couldn't really do it all before this. And this has the potential, this being the pandemic, to just make it worse. I recently read a statistic, and and I don't, I apologize, I don't know exactly where it's from, but the statistic was 43% of highly qualified women leave their careers after having children. That's a lot. And I, you know, that's what happened to me before the pandemic. I ended up walking away from a really good job because I felt overwhelmed and exhausted and unfulfilled a lot of the time. And that's when my kids actually got older. It was, you know, as my my oldest was starting high school. And it wasn't that I I felt I didn't feel this before I had, but I I just didn't know what to do about it. But I I had this constant feeling of being overwhelmed and, and exhausted and, and wondering, you know, how, how can I continue to do this? And I was reading this article because all the things they talk about um, are magnified now with the pandemic. And I'll just highlight for you, you know, a few of the concepts in here, but, um, you know, basically there were statements like, you know, women just can't perform or do their jobs to their best of the ability to the best of their abilities right now. Um, there was um, a woman who, you know, talked about finding herself up at two or three o'clock in the morning to get everything done. And when she talked about when she tried to move a meeting with her 
uh, her boss to the morning because, you know, she had kids stuff to do in the afternoon. He basically said to her, you know, that she would need to figure it out, that his time was valuable and he needed the morning to attend to other conferences, conference calls. And that's just so like, you know, what are women supposed to do? What are women supposed to do? We are human, right? And so it just sort of begs this question of what is doing it all mean? And so I thought I would just share my thoughts on this as they have evolved over over many, many, many years. Because I think this concept of doing it all is really, you know, a re- we need to reframe it, right? Like, can we do everything all at the same time? Obviously, no, we cannot. We're human. We cannot be two places at once. But can we do it all, like have a career that we enjoy, that brings us satisfaction, and have a family without feeling exhausted and overwhelmed and unfulfilled all the time? I think so. I think so. And that's what I've come to kind of believe. But how we get there is can be tricky. And I, in no way, I also just want to preface this, this is not meant to be preachy at all. Like I have it all figured out because I 100% do not have this all figured out. And, you know, I cycle through like everybody else of feeling like, yeah, I got this one day. And then maybe even 10 minutes later the same day feeling like I can't do this anymore. So I don't have this all figured out, but I feel like I've done a few things for myself that have helped me reframe this concept of doing it all and actually putting some things in place that have made me feel like I have more control over my life, that I can make better decisions over where to spend my time and really to kind of empower change within myself. And I I actually do a, a talk, it's called Bringing Out Your Brave, Gain Control, Empower Change and Stop Wasting Time Wondering What If. And so well, what I'm going to just share with you today and some of the things that have worked for me is, is from that, but it really goes back to, you know, how do we think about this concept of doing it all um, with an eye towards feeling, feeling like we can be successful at work and at home. So a couple things. I would say the first thing that I really needed to deal with was being able to ask for help. I mean, that's super hard to do in general. And it's all really, really hard for women because I I think for a couple of reasons, one, you know, it's a little bit of a fear of, um, you know, rejection, you know, maybe you'll ask for help and you won't be able to get it or you won't find it. in, in that there's that sort of scariness that might come with that. I think also this, this, fear of the unknown, right? Like you might ask for something and you don't know what you're going to get back. Like maybe you'll get feedback that um, was hard to hear or um, I don't know, you don't know what you're going to get. And so that can be scary. And then I think there's also, I know for me, big time, um, a fear of inconveniencing others. I have a hard time. I don't as much now, but definitely did when my kids were little 
you know, asking for help, asking someone to, you know, pick my kid up from me from school so I could go to a meeting or, you know, asking someone to carpool so that I, you know, didn't have to spend an hour in the car um, when I could be working. I had a hard time asking for those things because as a working mom, I knew how hard it was to manage everything and to schedule your day. And, and I knew that feeling of sometimes someone asking something of you can kind of throw a wrench in that. And it's not that you're not happy to do it, right? But it, it does. It just sometimes does throw a little bit in a wrench and things. And I was always so cognizant of feeling like, well, I don't want to, you know, she's having a hard time doing it all too, or I assume she is, or, you know, things are stressful for her too. I don't want to make things harder for her or whoever. So that was always hard for me to do. But this whole, you know, doing it all thing, we can't do it alone. Nothing in life worth doing can be done alone. And so we really have to tap into our resources. Sometimes that's family and friends, but sometimes it's actually communities outside of that who can really help you in a way that you might not have know you needed before. And so for me, that's been helpful in, in, in launching my business. I've had to tap into communities um, of people I didn't know before I started doing this and really found my people there in a way that has made it easier for me to manage it all. And sometimes that just means asking, you know, how are you doing this? And so for me, that's been huge. The second thing is finding, or not finding, but defining and being clear on your values. This is a big one because you know, we all think we know what's important to us, right? And in a general sense, we do. But when we don't take the time to really know at our core what our values are, it can be really, really hard to make decisions, to know how to spend your time, especially when those can be, you know, high-risk decisions. For a long time, I really thought my struggle was work-life balance, right? Like if I could just find that perfect, flexible job, I would be all set. Then I could do it all. But I now know that my struggle was really a values problem, that I had been so focused on what I was supposed to do all the time that I, I never really took the time to really consider what was important to me and clearly define my values. And our values are who we are. And like I said, they are, they are the things we, we feel most passionate about and they in turn help guide our decisions. And so when we honor them, we ensure that we are doing the right thing at different points in time. Obviously recognizing we are human and we cannot do everything at the same time, which can be tricky for us as women because we feel like we need to do it all and we need to do it all super well too. So when I, when I finally took the time to consider that, um, it does become clear why in the absence of being clear on your values, everything feels so out of control. And there has never been actually a better time to do this, to really get crystal clear on what your values are. Because even in normal times, it, it can be tricky to make important decisions about money, about jobs. But now, 
in the midst of this pandemic, those decisions are likely even more important and more crucial. Even decisions about how you spend your time in a day, right? Like, do you, do you have that call that you need for work? Or do you, you know, sit with your kids and do homework for, you know, an hour? I mean, just deciding sometimes how to spend your time can become overwhelming because there are so many competing priorities. So being clear on your values can help you make decisions, both large, big decisions, and sometimes even day-to-day decisions. When I finally did this, I determined, realized that my two core values are freedom, which is the power or right to act, speak, or think as one desires without hindrance or restraint. When I took the time to understand that, it became clear why I had been so unhappy in so many of my jobs while my kids were little. I'd had little flexibility, which didn't allow me to honor my value for freedom, to work the way I needed in order to be there for my family. And it left me feeling incredibly frustrated and unsatisfied. My second core value, personal fulfillment. The achievement of something desired that is important to us. I had realized that my fear of public speaking actually had kept me from jobs and opportunities that I really needed to feel personal fulfillment. And so for me now that I've identified those two, I can make better decisions about where I put my time and energy. And that helps me, I I guess, do it all, but do it do all the things that matter, right? It's the reframe of what is all, you know, I'm going to do the things that matter to me, that, that make me feel happy, successful, um, less overwhelmed, less exhausted, um, to, to take care of my family. So for me, it's, it's the reframing about what does doing it all mean and also you know, how do you make those decisions? And for me, identifying my core values was huge in doing that. And I encourage you, if you've never taken the time to do it, that you do. And I, I can um, share some, some resources with you if you want to actually um, send, if you can go to my website, powerhourpodcast.com, and that's power, P-O-W-H-E-R. And if you send me a note um, through the contacts form and ask for some values worksheets. I can send those to you and you can, you can do this for yourself. So the other thing that has become important for me is advocacy and becoming an advocate for women and parents, including men, of course, because they have to be part of this conversation too when we talk about doing it all. We can't do it alone. The reality is our society and the systems in our society don't yet adequately support working women or working parents. We need flexible workplaces for everybody. We need better paid leave. We need affordable and accessible childcare. And so for me, I think becoming an advocate, you know, it's when you feel frustrated or unhappy with a current situation, sometimes even when you don't know exactly how to change or fix it, but you know it needs fixing, just taking small steps to make change of some kind can really go a long way towards making 
big difference, not only just in how you feel about the situation, but even the situation itself. I think this is even more important if you are a person of privilege. And I do have a lot of privilege. I was privileged enough that when I felt really overwhelmed and no longer really able to do quote unquote it all, I walked away from a really, really good paying job because I could, because I had a husband who was able to support us. But many, many, many women do not have that luxury. And yet they have the same exact problems and frustrations that I do. Women should not have to walk away from perfectly good jobs because they might want to pick their kid up from school every now and then, or heavens forbid, every day. So we need to advocate for ourselves and more importantly for those who are less privileged. And the reality is women of color are um, really disproportionately impacted in so many respects within our society, but particularly as it relates to the workplace and as it relates to this pandemic that we are experiencing right now. There's a quote that I, I don't know who it's attributed to, but it's that with privilege comes great responsibility. And so I really do believe it's our responsibility to advocate for the change we need for ourselves and others. And there are so many ways to do that. There are big ways, there are small ways. About two and a half years ago, or actually I guess more like a year and a half ago now, I became a commissioner on the Massachusetts Commission on the Status of Women because I really wanted to have a voice in trying to advocate for women and girls in my state. Um, that's obviously a, a, a big way to become an advocate, but there are so many ways. You could send an email to your legislator about legislation for working parents. Um, you could send an email to your governor, reach out to an organization that could use some assistance, maybe even get involved with an election campaign. We have one of those coming up soon. So there are lots of ways to get involved and you know think about what matters to you and where you think you could add some value and see where it takes you so so those are some of the ways that i have really tried to make doing it all easier for me asking for help when you need it identifying your values so that you can make better decisions for yourself and your family and, and, and advocating for, for better, more family-friendly you know, workplaces and benefits for everybody who need it. So I'd love to know your thoughts on this. It's a, it's a huge topic. We will continue to talk about this as, we, you know, as I talk to other guests through the podcast episodes. And you know, I'm sure there'll be more just sort of my, my thoughts on this that I would love to share with you. But I'd love to hear from you as well. So please, again, um, check out my website, powerhourpodcast.com. Leave me a comment. Let, you know, let me know what you think. And, um, and in the meantime, be kind to yourself. There is a lot going on. and um, you know, we're all just sort of doing the best we can. So hang in there.